Hey, everybody. He's Major Nelson. She's Jeannie. I'm Dr. Bellows. No, wait. This is not I Dream of Jeannie. This is uh, Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drew, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> say the intro to week. Where are we at? Episode 16? 16. Sweet 16, baby. I'm going to light the candle. We're going to light it for episode 16. We're going to light it for my buddy Chuck. And I want to say thank you to everybody for the well wishes this week. Uh, lost a friend last week, but uh, got through it with all of your great, kind words. And he loved Viking Report. And we're going to do another show for him today. How are you doing, Ted Glover? Doing all right. Toonsis, how are you? Oops, sorry, I had to unmute myself. <laughs> I already messed it up. So, messed up. Yeah, all right. Go. Great show. Thanks for coming, everybody. Well we, done, guys. We have Jeopardy round two today, and I'm totally oh. stoked. I'm, I'm fired up about it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good time. We've got a, a really a really good show tonight. Uh, we've got viewer questions for, for Jeopardy trivia. Uh, we're going to talk quarterback. Um, yes. We're going to talk uh, some some Viking stuff for the old O line, but right now, what do we got for what do you got for our our I Dream of Genie TV show tribute, Drewster? Hundred and thirty nine episodes, five seasons. Basically, Sydney Sydney Sheldon, the producer, started that show because Bewitched had all the ratings. And he said, I want to start this I Dream of Genie show, but the genie can't be blonde because Elizabeth Montgomery's blonde and it'll look too much like the Bewitched show. And he didn't want that. Couldn't find the right person. So ended up with Barbara Eden, who was going to be his first choice to begin with. Really, really great show. You remember all that slapsticky comedy and yes. funny stuff. And um, I haven't really got a lot of tasty tidbits. You don't really need a lot of tasty tidbits when you're talking about Barbara Eden. That's right. There you go. <laughs> she was not allowed to show her belly buttons or her legs on that show. Yep. Which I thought was kind of weird because the top half they didn't care about. There's no rules. But her belly button, they actually pulled an episode because her belly button showed in one scene of a show. They wouldn't allow it. Really? Oh, really, really serious about that. And, you know, her co-host or the star of the show, Larry Hagman, the guy was so angry at the writers and how they ran that show that he, Barbara Eden said later in interviews that Hagman would drink champagne and smoke pot and later popped acid and he was doing all that. <laughs> just to just to be able to deal with these people. I guess the people around the show weren't all that good. Remember the guy that played Healy, uh, Bill Daly? Yeah. Notice how he was kind of weird on the show. Like he didn't really follow any kind of guidelines. Yeah, he was always kind of a bizarre guy. Because he didn't have any lines. He couldn't remember the lines because he was dyslexic. Really? So all that funny stuff, that off-the-cuff improv that Daly used to do as Major Healy that was so funny, it was basically him just they didn't give any more lines. He just did the scenes on his own, how he thought what he should say. Well, it was one of those after-school shows for me. It, uh, it was kind of before my time for primetime. Um, and last week we asked you, uh, you the, the, the great viewers of this show, and listeners to to give us your your requests for TV shows, and uh, this is the first one we've done. So Ed Zeidler, thanks for your uh, request. We got a whole bunch more um, from last week's page. Again, if you want if you want us to talk about a TV show, we'll we'll happily do it. Just mention it in the YouTube accounts uh, or in the YouTube uh, in the YouTube comments, not the accounts. Well, those, through your account, you know what I mean. 
keep those comments coming in below if you want to see a TV show, also for the Justin Jefferson jersey. But we'd like to use you for the TV shows. You guys pick those things for us. Don't yeah. make us do all the work. Now, speaking of the Justin Jefferson jersey, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, behind you, mm. we have, it looks like, another Ohio State legend, Drew, Antoine Winfield. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> He was an Ohio State legend. He won the Jim Thorpe there, I think, twice. Yes, we are doing the cornerback group tonight. So, Antoine Winfield, Ted. I mean, we could hang Bobby Bryant up there. He's probably the only guy ahead of him. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if uh, I almost I almost asked you if we could do a, a Bobby Bryant thing, but you had the jersey and, and we're ready to go, and I'm, I'm fine with Winfield. But, yeah. We'll between, have Bryant up here soon. Yeah. Yeah, but look, I, I – Winfield's a great choice, too. I love Antoine Winfield for obvious reasons. That guy was amazing. And, you know, the highlight of his career, I got a really tasty tidbit because everybody knows what a great tackler he was. Mm -hmm. And he was. Probably to this day, top three tackling corners in all of football. Yeah. Um, I would argue pound for pound, probably the best tackler, one of the two or three best tacklers in, in NFL history. I mean, you go back and watch his highlights, how he could he could shed a block and still get to a guy behind the line of scrimmage for a loss um, on, on like screen passes, or if he was coming in on a blitz, just move the, move the running back. If he had a guy trying to block, he, he was just incredible. Just incredible. Since uh, 1994, he's 18th all time in solo tackles. Matter of fact, since 2000, which is what, 21 years ago. Wow. Yeah. He's the second highest tackling defensive back in the NFL. Nobody's passed him yet. Really? With his numbers, yeah. He uh, solo tackles, 935 solo tackles uh, since 1994. And there weren't a lot of corners on the list. There was like him and Woodson, I think one other guy, but most of the guys were linebackers. So he's right up there. Yeah. Um, he's 18th overall since 1994. Robert Griffith, little hint, our, our guest next week, he's 25th on the list. So. Hmm. Vikings had some good tackling DBs back there in the secondary. They did. Nobody did it better than Winfield, man. That guy. No. And and you watch his highlights. You know, you mentioned Bobby Bryant. For those of you that were, were not able to see Bobby Bryant play, Bryant was a, was the type of player um, that just always seemed to make a big play when it was needed. And, thought, yeah. and you watch highlights of Antoine Winfield. Winfield was was kind of that guy, too. He he. Uh, you remember, like, the – the game against the Eagles where he sacked Vic, caused the fumble, had the picked it up and ran it in. He had the block well the, the block field goal he grabbed and ran it in against the Saints on a Monday night football game. Yeah. He yeah. just always he just always seemed to make a big play. He was just a just an all around fantastic player. Fourteen years in the league. Uh nine with Minnesota, five years in Buffalo. His first five years were in Buffalo. He was a twenty third overall pick by the Bills in nineteen ninety nine. I got kind of a funny thing for you. You know what his first contract was in 1999? No, what? Five years, $7.8 million. Wow. That was big money for, for the turn <laughs> of the century, though. $7.98 million. Wow. 119 games for the Vikings, 21 picks. It had to be the tackling that made him stand out the most, though. First game here, he had, like, 12 tackles. He intercepted a pass and ran it back 60 yards. <laughs> yeah. Is there it a just, better free agent signing than than Winfield? Uh, maybe for for the length of his career, no. 
I don't think so. Pat Williams is another pretty good guy. Came from Buffalo too. I, it was, uh, it was a great, it was a great signing. He's just a heck of a player for the Vikings. How many corners do you know of in your established elite football fanship career that you have? How many last 14 years have played at that level? Not many. And that was one of his hallmark because he played at a very high level the whole all way, the way through. until his end of his career. Yeah. He didn't have the scrubby scrub McFarty pants years. No, he didn't. He, he was good. He was games? good every year. Yeah. Wow. So go ahead. Must have been that Buckeye background, huh? Well, it must have been. Only thing I can think of. <laughs> I'll say I didn't get to see a whole lot of Winfield when he was with the Buckeyes. I, the ninety-five to ninety-eight was when I was stationed in Germany. Really? Uh, and I didn't. I, I saw maybe one or two Ohio State games a year, and one of them was against Michigan, and they always lost that game. Did and then really their bowl game. Their beer all warm back there in Germany. It was great. Yeah, it was fantastic beer. And no, not not all of it. No. no. Lohenbrau? What was it? Uh, it was a local stuff. I I can't remember the name of it. It was uh, Rats Keller, I think. It was had a had a boar on the top. It was awesome. Uh, a boar on the on the label. How long were you in Germany? From ninety five to ninety eight. You know German? Can you speak it? Nine. Not, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> what a tremendous. Yeah. Nope, I <laughs> can't, can't speak a word of it. All right, so speaking of jerseys, uh, nice. we've only got one more episode after this for you to enter to win uh, the Justin Jefferson jersey. We're yeah, giving it get in there, people. Um, it's real simple. All you got to do is, is find out what the phrase of the show is, secret phrase. Uh, I don't know what it is. Drew doesn't know what it is. It will be uttered by one of us at some point tonight. Uh, Ruby and Liz will figure out what the secret phrase is going to be when they're editing. And when you're watching the show, you'll see Antoine Winfield is a great tackler, whatever the phrase is. And then it'll say that is the secret phrase of the show. Write that down in the YouTube comments uh, and you're entered. That's all you have to do. You can only enter once per show. You've got this show and one more show to enter. And then on draft night on April 29th, we will uh, have a drawing and, and the lucky winner will get the Justin Jefferson Jersey. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up on our draft show. Uh, it's just a couple weeks away. I can't wait, man. I'm fired up. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Christopher Gates from Daily Norseman will be joining us uh, for the evening. Uh, we'll have not only Jefferson Jersey and the uh, the other uh, prize Drew show, but a couple other ones, a couple other drawings as well. It'll be a fun time. We're talking. We'll be talking football all night for the first round of the draft. And then other stupid stuff that just <laughs> pops into our head because that's who we oh. are. Really not like to hear that. I got some stories. I got <laughs> my Jimmy Clausen story, my John Matuzak story. You're going to love the Jimmy Clausen story. Let's let's talk about – so we were going to talk about this last week, and, and then the Jeff Gladney stuff hit, and it, it seemed more relevant and, and appropriate to talk about that. Um, but a couple weeks ago – um, the Vikings kind of, it, it kind of feels like the Vikings are done or have been done with free agency, but they made another signing and it was one, uh, one Dakota Dozier. Mike Zimmer had had a press conference and somebody had asked him about replacing Riley reef. And he sort of had some comments in general about the O-line. And this is, this is verbatim about, uh, uh what Mike Zimmer said. He said, at this point, We've got Rashad Hill back. We've got Udo back. We got O'Neal. We got Cleveland. So we'll be able to take care of those situations. All those guys are good players. And so we'll continue to figure it out and go from there. 
You know. Not assuring. Again, not reassured when that guy talks. And then, and then he had that, and then Dakota Dozier re-signed. <laughs> why, so did they, you, why did they re-sign that guy, Ted? I don't know. I, I mean, and everybody who said, well, okay, they're just resigning him for depth. Again, to your question, why? The fact that Dakota Dozier could see the field in any meaningful situation bothers me. It bothers me. The first thing when I seen it come through, my first overall thought, Ted Glover, was laziness. Speak to that some more because because you said that you said that the day he got signed. What do you mean by laziness? You forgot ugly, lazy, and disrespectful. Shut up! You're not doing your due diligence if you can't find anybody better than that guy. You're just going, oh, we need a backup. Let's use him because he's already here. I think it reeks of sheer laziness. And it reeks of, uh, as an offensive line positional coach, what are you saying? You should be standing up on your little soapbox or whatever and saying, no, I want to find somebody better. Remember? Get better. Better, yeah. Not decent. Not decent, not average. We know there's a guy better. Don't we? Uh, that was available in the, in, in phrase. Oh, yeah, I would think so. And you're going to settle for that? You can't use the excuse there's nobody else available. That's sheer freaking laziness. Yeah, I, I agree. So <sighs> he got ran over last year. He's he did. Terrible. He did. So he why did. would you keep him? You can't use the excuse. There's somebody. There isn't anybody better. If you can't use that excuse, what excuse can you use? But I've been chatting online with babes all day. Laziness. I, I mean, I, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I mean, it was just a lazy way to do business. And and, and they they could have gotten. Come on, almost man. anybody besides Dakota Dozier. I mean, assuming assuming Mason Cole is the penciled in guy projected to start at left guard. And let's just, for the sake of argument, say Ezra Cleveland is going to remain at right guard. That makes Dozier your kind of primary backup, isn't he? Isn't that terrifying? I, I, I'm kind of scared. terrifying than Tajay Sharpie, your number three. I'm not Freddy Krueger entering my dreams kind of scared, but. great wasn't it let's get back to the o-line here real quick yeah i'm sorry sorry. that's okay and zimmer's and that and zimmer's quote about it do you think that's his true belief or do you think that is like pre-draft smokescreen because every every team is lying about everything this time of year do you think zimmer feels the line is set for the most part or do you think that this is just a a smokescreen because they are focusing on offensive line in the first round I think that's exactly what it is. I think that's exactly what it is. I know he loves his defense, and I know he wants an edge rusher. But I think even him, after six, eight years or whatever, he knows the line, this is it. Fired if this offensive line doesn't get up from C grade to A grade. 
Yeah. What? I don't mean that it, in a bad way. What is your percentage chance that Vi- the Vikings take an old lineman in the first round? 50%, 80%, 100%? I'm going to go 75%. 75%. What's your percent? I'm 50-50 between offensive line and mm-hmm. and defensive end. You ever see the movie 12 O'Clock High with Gregory Peck? Oh, no, I don't think I did. Oh, Gregory a Peck is a, he's a, B, he's a B-17 commander, General Savage. He, he, he runs a B-17 group, and and it's it's just a poorly run outfit at, in the war when he gets there. And he right. takes over, and he's just real, real hard-ass guy. I'm not trying to tell you not to be afraid. Fear is normal. But stop worrying about it and about yourselves. Stop making plans. Forget about going home. Consider yourselves already dead. And and he's got he's got this one aircraft commander. You know, B-17 crews had like ten guys in it. And and the and the aircraft commander that he just can't stand at the beginning. His name is Gately. And and Gately has he puts all the he puts all the losers and the misfits on Gately's crew, and he calls it the leper colony. And whenever anybody sucks during a mission, he has them stand up. You failed this, and you did that. And he says, Gately, stand up. And so Gately stands up. He says, Gately, he's now on your he's now on your crew. <laughs> nine men risk their lives to ride with you in order to put bombs on a target. Gately, here's a new bombardier for you. Well, Gaby. Yes, sir. Baxter is promoted out of the leper colony. Pettingill's your new co-pilot. You're going to the leper colony, and so and so, you're on whatever plane now. It's just... Dude, now I gotta see it this week. Oh, I like. Uh, that's what I think. Zimmer <laughs> thinks about his offensive line. They're just a leper colony. And just, just put the losers over there, and we'll just figure it out later. I don't know, man. It, it, it's been so many years of the same quality. I mean, it's not been totally dungeon cellar bad, but it's never been over a C grade. It hasn't. No, no. They For every one or two decent players they get, they have three or four guys that they pick or, or draft or sign that just don't work out. Here's what's going to happen. Some couple freaky things are going to happen in the top ten. Like Slater's gonna go before Sewell, and we're all gonna go. Ooh, ooh, woo! <laughs> what are we gonna do? How, how, how's that again? <laughs> Slater went first. Everybody said Sewell. ESPN is gonna be jockeying around. NFL Network's gonna be freaking out, and somebody will make some weird pick like Najee Harris, ninth over. Oh my God, mother! Oh, oh, oh no! Move, move, move! Oh my god! Take a knife to my wrist and end my life! Um, I, I don't know, but I, I absolutely agree. The draft never, for all the, the 10 jillion terrible, horrible, bad, because they're all terrible, horrible, and bad mock drafts that have been done, none of them will will actually mimic what is going to happen on draft night, because draft, draft night is 100 times more wild than any mock draft you could ever come up with. And you're right. There's going to be some player that nobody thinks is a, a first-round talent It's going to get drafted in the top five or ten, like Daniel Jones for the Giants a couple years ago. The New York Giants select Daniel Jones, quarterback, Duke. No! Everything um, happens, man. Or a, a guy like Sharif Floyd is going to drop. Um, or Aaron, you know, have that famous Aaron Rodgers. That was probably the most famous drop in modern times. 
something's going to happen, but the, I, I think it has to be the right guy. And, and if, and if that right guy does drop, is that a guy the Vikings might want? That, that there's another consideration right there. So that's pretty much about it for the Vikings news though. Uh, and, and as far as the draft goes, we're going to roll into our, our cornerback segment. Yeah. Um, because that, you know, we talked about Jeff Gladney last week, and that is possibly now a position that, that the Vikings might look at. Um, but before we get into drafts, uh, Drew's draft picks, um, <laughs> let's talk about, yeah, I got to take a quick nap, uh, and we'll talk about the guys that are currently on the roster. Um, we've got Who's on the roster? Mac Alexander, Chris Boyd, Cam Dantzler, uh, for the time being, Jeff Gladney, but I don't think he'll be around on opening day. Harrison, Mr. Hond. Mr. Aloha, uh, Mr. Hond. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this, Mr. Hand. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? And certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. Aloha, Harrison Hond. How are you? <laughs> uh, Mike Hughes, Dylan Maben. And Patrick Peterson. Not all that shabby. I mean, there's some guys on there that can play. It's not. It's not terrible. If you figure Peterson and Cam Dantzler on the outside, and now Mac Alexander in your in your slot guys, you still have Chris Boyd. Mike Hughes is in there somewhere. I mean, I've heard reports that he's healthy. I've seen rumors that he might not be. So, if Mike Hughes is healthy, that absolutely adds to the depth. You know, the one thing about this group going into last season that we all said we were worried about was their inexperience. And that, and that reared its head pretty early. And, and they were a bad group for about the first six games of the year. Right. So, but overall, I think it's, it's an improved group. Do you? I, th- I think, well, a lot of it, we talked about with that defensive end and the defensive line only having 23 sacks. Yeah. That certainly didn't work in the favor of the corners. The corners depend on that pressure to up their game a little bit. Yeah. And I think they suffered a lot from that uh, slash inexperience, not knowing what's going on. And I think probably a lot of Zimmer's thought process and looking down all the available guys, he went, you know, Patrick Peterson, that guy's seen a thing or two. Yeah. So we're going to bring him in and remedy that. Now, if they remedy, you know, I'm, I'm not against taking a corner at 14. Really? They pelted us with rocks and garbage. <laughs> If you have a strong Bud Grant can never have as many can never have too many corners. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. You gonna question Bud Grant? You gonna question him? No. Nobody is. No. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to going there if 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 Sertan is there at 14 and you take him, I'm gonna do a happy dance. I'll be good with that. Now now before we get to Sertan and the rest of the the, the cornerbacks, let's talk free agency really quick. Personally, I think I, I don't think they're signing another corner in free agency. I mean, they 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 spent their money well. I thought it, with Mac Alexander and, and Patrick Peterson. Do you? W- w- there's there's you know like Richard Sherman's a guy that's out there. Um, yeah. You know DJ Hayden, Josh Norman, there Gary and Conley. There's some names that are still out there. But do you see realistically the Vikings going after a corner before before the draft? Now I, I kind of thought that they had solved that with the two picks with the two signings earlier. Not with Peterson and Alexander. I don't think they're, they're done in free agency, but very interesting list. There's 41 guys on the free agent list. that's either re-signed with their team or signed with another team that are already gone. 
So, wow. But, and there's still like 50 on top of that that haven't been signed. But I had, I listed some players, but my rule for free agent corners, they have to be under 30 years old. So it eliminates a lot of guys off. off the <laughs> Do anybody on the list you like? Um, no, not really. Uh, Sherman, maybe I might have a, a year or two left, but for the most part, I, I'm kind of a big fan of Gary and Conley because the school he went to, but no, I, Gary and Conley didn't even play last year. I, I don't care. He went to Ohio state. Oh, well, God, <laughs> get him in, but he can't play, not get him in. Come on, bring him in. No, that, uh, there, that really isn't not. No, honestly, there's not. I had Conley on my list. Did you really? Yeah, but I, I, you know, there's a couple guys. Michael Davis, 26 year old guy, played for the Chargers four years in. Um, and last year he had three picks and 64 tackles. Michael Davis, and then Brian Poole. I've always liked his game with the Jets. He's a tad under 30. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll be shocked if they if they sign another corner before before the draft begins. So we've talked we've talked uh, the Vikings roster. We've talked potential free agents, which I don't think. There are any. I think both Drew and I are on the same page there. Drew, sir, it is time for your ever-growing, world-famous, regionally popular positional breakdown. Let's talk cornerback. Let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Suplex this position like Antoine Winfield suplexed Drew Brees on Monday Night Football back in the I love day. it. I love it when Smitty goes from worldwide <laughs> famous to regionally famous. Regionally popular. Okay, famous. okay, that's it. Corners. <laughs> Going for my third straight year of all my corners getting drafted. Last year, every one of them on my board got drafted. The year previous, everyone got drafted. So we're trying to follow that up. We have an interesting, as we put up the board and look at my top 15 or our top 15, <clears throat> it's very, very interesting. May not be match up to how other people have it, but I'm not here to match up with everybody else. I'm here to talk about Twitch and talk about. Well, then cut this feed right now, right now. <laughs> cut it. That's talking it. About Twitch and turning that around. Is it. <laughs> there, this is an absolutely loaded class of corners. Okay. Maybe able to get a guy in the third and fourth that has first round talent. And I got, really? your, I got your Viking guy coming up. But the first I were to get to is the great Patrick Sertan. I loved watching this guy's tape. I only found one flaw that I'll get to in a minute, but absolutely fantastic to watch a corner who is confident and knows what he's doing out there with his position. So you have Sertan head and shoulders above all the other corners in this class. Yes, I do. And, it, and I know there's reasons that Farley's an amazing player, but for me, Sertan, I'd feel better about drafting him. Than I would with he has some red flags, Farley. But Sertan, press cover, man cover, doesn't play a lot of zone, but he's an Alabama corner, so he's ready to play pro football because that's what they're teaching at Alabama yeah. on the most part. Most polished corner I've seen in the draft. The thing I like best about Sertan, Ted, is his inability to get fooled when he's out there. His discipline is amazing. Guys try to juke him. We got some tape coming up of of uh, Terrence Marshall, who's going in the draft this year. He'll be one of the top wideouts taken. Terrence Marshall of LSU trying to put the juke moves on Sertan. And look what look at Sertan does in response to his juke moves. He does nothing because he <laughs> doesn't get fooled. That's part of the beauty of watching this guy play corner. He turns, runs with people. He seems effortless when he's out there playing. 
And it's just, it's really, really fun to watch somebody who's that talented at their position. No stress, can turn and run with anybody. <clears throat> Sertan, 6'1", 203. People are worried about his speed at 446. And that's the one that ties into the one flaw I just mentioned when I let into this. The only flaw I've seen with Patrick Sertan in coverage is that he gets beat on straight nine routes, which is just straight deep bomb routes, Tyreek Hill type. You leave the line of scrimmage and you're hauling ass. Mm-hmm. The quarterback's throwing it as far as he can, Moss style. He gets burned on some of those, and it's a little bit concerning, but you know, a lot of corners get burned on deep, deep passes. But other than that, he's in the hip pocket because he doesn't get juked out which is a difference of, of Caleb Farley we're going to talk about. Being out of position, Okay. Sertan does not get out of position, ever. If you watch the tape of a lot of Alabama's play, he is pre-snap reading and telling people what to do in the secondary. I love that stuff. Really? He's directing traffic in the back on switches, like crossing routes where the corner switches with the safety. Mm-hmm. He's, telling the, he's, he's telling the safety, look at that going, this is what's going to happen on this play. He's like directing everybody else. That's going to be huge when he gets to the NFL. He's going to walk into the NFL day one, starting corner, and probably by week five, take over the cornerback group. If he's there at 14, you're almost forced to take him because he is a safe pick that you know is going to perform well. And he tackles, too. He's not like one of those guys that just does the coverage. He's not scared to come up and tackle either. Um, And we know about tackling corners with our boy Antoine Winfield today. Carl Scott was named the Vikings defensive backs coach. Uh, during the offseason. Carl Scott last year was the Alabama Crimson Tide defensive backs coach, secondary coach. So Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up because I did not have that in my notes. Ted Glover, so, you rock, buddy. There's a there's a connection there. And, and when you add Scott being on the staff, Mike Zimmer being a cornerback guy, and a, 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 the Jeff Gladney stuff that, that really kind of – dings that cornerback group you mm-hmm. know from just from a football perspective it's not out of the realm of possibility that if Sertan I don't I don't know that he would make it to 14 to you oh I give that about a five percent chance yeah but I mean if he's there at 14 it would not it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings picked him I would be stunned and I would be more stunned if they passed on him. but yeah who we got next J.C. Horn, number two Horn. on my list. South Kakalaki. Sertan and Farley will be the first two corners taken, but I think Horn may end up being just as good as anybody in this draft, the okay. top guy. I really like how this guy has the guys that grow and develop over their time. He's been at South Carolina. He really struggled his first year, got better the next year, turned into a shredder the next year. He only played seven games last year. He opted out after Will Muschamp got fired because he didn't really see the point after Muschamp got fired. And his big his big rip in the draft from analysts and all the experts was that his speed wasn't fast. He wasn't fast enough to play corner. Well, his pro day, he ran a 4-3-7. No kidding. So we can stop talking about his speed being a problem. J.C. Horn, his father, was a wide receiver for the Saints. Ted? Joe Horn? There you go. Joe Horn's his dad? <laughs> yep, Joe Horn was his dad who hit the cell phone, Ted. Joe Horn with the cell phone celebration, right? That guy? Yeah. Awesome. And he pulls up the protective coating. Uh-oh. There's a new one. 
Is that his own phone? He hit his phone. <laughs> the cell, cell phone celebration. Hang on, hang on. Joe, Joe Horn, hang on. It's it's Joe Horn. Okay, good. But did, did guys even get fined back then when they did that? Oh, he got a huge fine, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, he did? Yeah, because yeah, that, thought... was, that was like when T.O. was used, doing the popcorn and all that stuff, and they started fining guys <laughs> for using props for celebrations. So... It was like, I don't know if you remember, but like Joe Horn and, and all the wide receivers of T.O. and all those guys were doing, like trying to outdo each other with celebration stuff. So I remember that happened. He didn't give a shit less about a fine. No, no. I thought it was funny. Straight cash, uh, homie. Straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. Got every better every year he played there. 23 passes defense. I like this guy because receivers, he gets up in their face and he's a smack talker and he's tough and he won't back down to a receiver. When he gets gets beat on a play, he just gets angry and wants to play better. So he's got the right mindset. You got to have that thick mindset to play corner. You can't get all down and yell down and have a little arthritis attack there. (laughs) Like, look at my sunburn, dude. It's terrible. No, it looks bad. Sorry, dude. I had had bad sunburn this weekend. It's better than me looking Uh, like Casper the Friendly Ghost, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, like I can't tan. I, I burn, I peel, and then I'm actually more pale than I was before. It's truly a medical. It's it's medically amazing. Yeah. Now that I look at my, I'm tanned, rested, and ready. You look pretty yeah. pale, bro. Watch footage on when we when we're done tonight. Watch footage on JC Horn, and you'll see that how how fluid he is at corners. Just a na- good natural athlete. Okay. Which gets us to the biggest X factor on this board: the amazing, the amazing Caleb Farley. Talk about dynamic athlete. This is your Rondale Moore. Remember, remember we talked about Purdue. Rondale? Purdue wide receiver, yeah. Remember about the X Factor? He could end up being the best guy. In the, well, this guy, Caleb Farley, is one of those guys. 6'2", 197, got good height. Came within .4 of beating Chris Johnson's 40-time record. This guy's speed is incredible. When you when I had to watch the tape, I had to rewind it and go, how the hell did he catch up to that guy? But that's part of the flaws. That he, that's why I ranked him at third. Fundamentally, he makes so many mistakes, but he's so quick and fast, he makes up for his mistakes by getting back to the receiver and batting the ball away. If he wasn't fast, he wouldn't even be on my board. <laughs> there, really? There's some footage of the Tennessee in the Tennessee game where the Tennessee wide receiver kept running this eight-yard dig route uh-huh. He'd run an in route, and then he'd change, put his foot in the ground and then head to the corner of the end zone, and he caught Farley like three times on the same play and burned him bad, badly. And there's some footage of him not getting his head flipped around. Like, remember Trey Wayne's how fast he was? Yeah. That guy had a blistering 40 time. We got him, and you're all set, and all of a sudden, after three seasons, we're going, he can't get his head flipped around. Yeah. You talk about the word upside. There's probably not a guy on the defensive side of the ball with more upside than Farley in this draft, dude. That guy is an amazing athlete. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Caleb Farley that might impress you. In high school, he was a quarterback. His senior year, I'm going to tell you his rushing stats, Ted. Quarterback, double threat. But just his rushing stats, 2,448 yards rushing and 35 touchdowns. Really? That is incredible and they want to you know, change position become a wide receiver 
He's only been playing corner two years, and he's already good at it. And he's projected to be a first-rounder. Wow, that's pretty impressive. With only two years' experience. Wow. So you can understand, I mentioned the flaws fundamentally. That's why, because he just hasn't played there enough. So in two years, he could be like Revis or Ty Law. We mentioned Ty Law. But he he does have the injury. He does have the injury, but though, too, he had this – back spasm problems back in 2019 which mm-hmm. eventually led to back surgery this past off season really so there are some questions about the back injury thing that have been coming up more recently as you as you track the guy but the speed the pure i mean the numbers that guy put up when he was playing on the other side of the ball awesome, awesome. so do you do you think sertan horn and farley can all be true Number one shutdown cornerbacks in the NFL. I do. I do. You know what Farley is? Farley is like Trey Lance. He's got that weird X factor where you're going, I don't want to pass up on him. Okay. Uh, he needs to be coached up. He needs to work on his. So he really needs to be in the right situation to succeed. Yeah but, he, yeah, but he's got so much speed. He's going to already have that advantage over other corners. I have notes here if you wanted to hear about anybody else. Greg Newsome, awesome player. You got who, who you got terrible. who you got for a Vikings guy? Third or fourth round Vikings yeah, guy. I got the best Viking guy you could ever imagine. Yeah. Trill the Thrill. Trill Williams. And you're gonna be calling him Trill the Thrill because we're gonna draft that guy. He can play wide corner. He can play slot corner. He can play safety. He can play man on man or zone. He plays everything. Very explosive, Ted. We have a little bit of footage of him. We'll roll this footage. Trill Williams, you'll love him after this footage. Okay. <clears throat> Often, his biggest problem is over-gambling and taking too many chances. But I can live with a guy that takes too many chances. You know, yeah. you, got a play, you got a player, you know, that's got that risk-it, kind of risk-it-biscuit attitude. Risk-it-biscuit. <laughs> you may get burned <laughs> once in a while. Winfield, he took yeah. a risk out there, and often it paid off. It did, yeah. So he's uh, he's one of those type of players. Probably has to be coached to calm down a little bit and stay in position, but uh, very explosive. Had three return touchdowns for the Q's. As a punt uh, returner or kick returner? As a corner. Oh, oh, like pick sixes. Wait. One is a corner, or two is a corner. One is a punt returner. Okay. Has a knack for coming up with a big play. What did you talk about with Antoine Winfield? Bring it full circle. He's your Viking corner, and you could get him later. He's a probably a third day guy, so you can get him later, maybe fourth or fifth. He's not that okay. popular because there's another Syracuse guy that that's running him out of the building in terms of draft status, which who was uh, Melifonwu. Yeah, Melifonwu. He's like the taking all the press. I'm surprised Syracuse didn't go undefeated with having those two guys at corner. I mean, come on, dude. Syracuse. Crazy. Um. Lots of great players. Every player on this list I expect to be drafted. We talk about the Vikings could grab a mid-round. We we better hope they have 17 third-rounders. The way we talk about. <laughs> yeah, Remember wide receiver, <laughs> mid-round, mid-round, mid-round. So. I, I, I think if they go, I think they're, I mean, they've got five mid-round picks, so they could hit just about everybody you've talked about. You don't not not just the corner, but like every position group we've talked about so far. Yeah, I even think they could take two again this year. You think so? I don't. You know, it depends on Hughes. 
I don't yeah. trust Mike Hughes to play. I don't, Ted. I don't either. I, and I've heard on other shows, well, he's healthy now. Really? That's like saying Charlie Sheen doesn't doesn't party anymore or whatever. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't think so. Winner, winner, Sheen dinner. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, I'm that's. I think Hughes is the biggest question mark and uh, heading into this draft and what the Vikings think of his status will go a long way in determining whether or not they take a corner early or late. Because I, I, it's Mike Zimmer. They're going to take a cornerback, I think. I, I think so too, but Hughes is definitely the X factor. No, it's a totally pretty stacked class though. Um, besides wide receiver, I like the, probably the amount of talent that's in this group. There's like 10 guys I had to leave off. Had to leave my Michigan boy, Audrey Thomas off. He's not going to be happy with that. He came in at 17, which is not making the top 15. See, I did math there, 17 and 15. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that every odd number in, in the world, every odd number ever made by whoever, who made numbers? God? Who made numbers? Sure. <laughs> every odd number has the letter E in it. Go ahead. Prove me. I'll sit back here and wait for you to prove me wrong. <laughs> me and Chucky will wait for you. Hey, Chucky. You're not what? thinking of all right, I got to 23, and that's we don't have enough time, but yeah, okay, I believe you. How about that? That's crazy. <laughs> but that's my draft. We have next week, we have safeties, and we're done with it. All right, speaking of coming to a close, it is uh, time for a commercial, and then we will be back with Jeopardy trivia. Yeah, Jeopardy again. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Viking draft pick. Who wore that number? Viewer questions and viewer questions take two. Oof. All right, since Ted went first last week, Drew, why don't you go first? Let's jump right into it, Kunces. Potato head. <laughs> Shut up, pineapple boy. <laughs> nice pineapple hair, dude. Um, let's go with Viking draft picks for 100 to lead it up. Okay, so in this category, you're going to see a year drafted around a school and something else. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. And then we All name right. the player. 
Yes. I love this game. Here we go. Who's Ron Yuri? That is correct, Ted. <laughs> 100. Uh, Vikings draft picks for 200. There you go. Who's Ed, Ed Marinero? Very good, Ted. Yes. Ed. Ed. Oh. All right. Your pick, Ted. You're getting mashed, Drew. <laughs> All right. You can make vodka out of me. What are they making out of you? I'm sorry. Vikings draft picks for 300. I got to dub that out. I'm getting this one. Sammy White. It's not. Uh, 91. Oh. Who is Jake Reed? Yes. That is correct. Drew, you wouldn't have gotten it anyways because you seem to refuse to put it in the form of a question. <laughs> you know, Tenses, I've gotten to this stage. I do things by my own rules. Maybe that's because Drew is baked! <laughs> it's the <laughs> He's been baked like a potato for most of his life. If that's not, <laughs> if that's not the secret phrase, I'm quitting Vikings <laughs> All right, Vikings draft picks for 400. Let's do it. Who was Everson Griffin? Very good. (laughs) And let's close let's close this category out. (coughs) Robert Griffin. Yeah. Who's Robert? Yeah, who is Robert Griffin? Who is Robert Griffin? Sorry. Damn it. Oh, oh, Drew, you did not put it in the form of the question. Come on, dude! I'll give it, Drew got it. I'll, we'll give it to him. All right. Who wore that number for a hundred bucks? There you go. Who's Dante Culpepper? Correct. I didn't think he played that long. I was going to yell that out. Hunter for Ted. Uh, who wore that number for 200? Number 12 and 12. Who's Gus Ah! That is not correct. No, that no, is not, not correct. correct. No, that Dude. is not correct. Percy Har- Who is Percy Harmon? Yep. Ah! Correct. Good Drew job, for Drew. 200. Uh, Drew, it's your pick. I was sleeping for a second. Who wore that number for 300? Number one in 2000. Uh, who's Gary Anderson? job. 300 for Ted. Who wore that number for four? Good job, Ted. Number 11 in 2016. Who is Laquan Treadwell? Free Stump would also have been an acceptable (laughs) answer. (laughs) 400 for Ted. Alright, 500. Who wore that number? That could have been the secret phrase, too. Number 12 in 1999. Kelly Campbell. Incorrect. I don't know. Matthew Hatchett. Dante Culpepper, remember he Oh, that's that's right. He did wear, yeah. I got that football card of him wearing 12. I wonder if it's worth anything. I'm getting dusted here. Come on, Drew. All right, Ted, it's your turn. Uh, Viewer questions, take two for $100. Right, Motley Crue bassist Nikki Six's mother once dated this former Vikings player. I dated all the Vikings players. That's terrible. 
are um, looking for just one, Drew. Uh, Nikki Six. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Six's mom dated. Uh, Five seconds. I'm gonna say uh, Jack Del Rio. I don't know. It was Carl Eller. <laughs> Shut the front door. That really? was a Tony Bell question, so that's why it was so hard. That's a damn yeah. good question. Thanks, Tony Bell. That's not a $100 level question, by the way. That's like a $10,000 level question. <laughs> Take two for $200. The Vikings 2018 season marked this many years under Ziggy Wilf. What is uh, nine? What is nine? What is 14? Neither of you are correct. 13 years. Thank you, Mary Fist. All right, Ted? Uh, viewer questions. Take two for 300 Viking holds the team single season passing yards. Who is Warren Moon? Who is Dante Culpepper? Drew. Oh. 300. Oh. Closing, closing the gap. All right, Drew, your pick. Yeah. Um, same category. I can't see the numbers. 400. Red McCombs purchased the Vikings in 98 for less than $250 million. He sold the Vikings seven years later for this amount. What is two billion dollars? What you is? Guess? What was? I want to say seven hundred fifty million. Oh, close. Six hundred. And if you got it right, you would have had to say it in the voice of Doctor Evil. <laughs> Six million dollars. All right, Ted. Five hundred dollars. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, two. it was Drew, but oh, Drew, yeah, go five hundred. Let's do it. All right, this team handed Vince Lombardi his last postseason loss. This is a non-Viking question. Who are the Washington Redskins? Incorrect. Ted, do you have a guess? Who are the Baltimore Colts? Oh, those Cardinals. Cardinals. Thank you, Good Mary Fisk. Thanks, wow. Mary. Mary Fisk always has great questions. All right. I got to sweep this category, it looks like. Through? Your questions, bro. We're going to go backwards. Take 500 first. Ooh. All right. This Viking shares the same name as a popular foul mouth superhero. I don't know. Wade Wilson. Thank you, Alex Martinez. Alex! What what superhero is Wade Wilson? I have no idea, actually. Uh, Whiskey, okay. Wade, Whiskey Wade Wilson? All right. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out later. Alex sent in a question. That's really cool. He's a big Bills fan. We a Bills fan watching Vikings report. You got to give a thumbs up. Thank you, Alex. All right, Drew. 400. I got to get them all. Vikings have had at least one player reach the AP first team all pro list at every position except for these two. Who are what is what is, is it who are or what is what is what is safety? punter and kicker what is safety and punter I think you guys were 50% correct Ugh. Tight end and punter. Tight end, yeah. Never had an all-pro tight end? Okay, 300. I gotta get one of these. Come on, Drew. 
1998, these two Vikings with the same last name made the Pro Bowl. The Vikings did it again in 06 with these two players, but this time they made the Pro Bowl together three consecutive years. Smith? Who is Smith? You're going to name two sets of players. Oh. And time's up. Uh, Ed Randall McDaniel and oh, Kevin and Pat Williams. Dude, what the hell is wrong with us? We should have got know. at least a couple of those yeah, guys. Yeah, we should have. All right, Drew, still your turn. 200? Yes, two says, please. All right, Reggie Mustafa. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> who is Najee? I, I said who is, and he just said the name. Okay. What do you mean? That's oh, correct. okay. We're not even going to go to the tape. Just going to take Ted's word for it? Absolutely 100% going to take Ted's word for it. That's what you get when you're a pineapple. You get, you get to schmooze everybody with your pineapple. Uh, all right. Well, this didn't work out quite as expected. What? Here we go. The Vikings intercepted Reggie Rutland. Oh, Reggie Rutland. Yeah, you got that one. You know what? I can't say who is. That, that's really a problem with me. We'll still give you the 100 points. Gee, thanks. <laughs> All right, I got smashed like a potato shoot. I got baked and broiled. What's it called, Ted, when you bake it twice baked or something? Twice baked. Twice you baked got, potato? You got scalloped. You got twice baked. And you got... What's your What's your favorite style potato? You get to pick one. Mashed. Like Hands down, mashed. With lots mashed of with that what chicken gravy or the beef gravy? Oh, man. I, uh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's gravy. Dude, no, <laughs> All right, you guys, you got to wager some money here. Good job, Ted. You want to write it down? Oh, what is that? Two thousand. Go big or go home. True. Eleven. Oh, okay. Both you guys going all in. That's how me and Ted roll. Me and Ted are all or nothing guys. We don't mess around with no percentages and all of it. All right, no shouting out. Okay, you have to write down your answer. Ready? Yep. You have 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Um... All right. Time um, is up. Drew, do you have your answer ready? All right, Drew's answer is, who is Nikki Six? <laughs> Right. Say, Ted's hubble. answer is who is Robert Smith and Carl Eller? <laughs> you both. Dude, that was like impossible. Did not get it. Yeah, who's the answer? Matt Burke and Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan never made All Pro. Come not on, fir- not first team All Pro, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's Final Jeopardy. Did you want it to be easy? Well, yeah. You like- <laughs> Ted and Drew, we like everything easy. <laughs> Look at my potato. Look at my giant <laughs> potato head looking. I, I got to say that pineapple uh, has hair about as accurate as I do in real life. So thanks, I can play Tutsis. this every week, Ted. Yeah, I, I could too. All right. Job, I think that job. about does it. Um, again, everybody who's watching and subscribing and, and sending us comments about TV shows and the uh, the the – phrase of the show in the YouTube comments. I can't tell you how much you appreciate it. Um, 
try and get in there and, and at least give a thumbs up or a, a quick reply to everybody. But if we don't get it, um, if we don't get to you, that doesn't mean we don't see the comment. We don't appreciate it. We really do. Uh, we're over 2,800 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, I really, really appreciate everybody supporting all this. And uh, we'll try to do better the next time. Drew, take us home. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who's watching our show. Again, thanks to everybody for the kind words in the comment section last week to help me through my tough week. It was a real tough one, but all the comments along with Toonses being helping me and Ted Glover being there for support. All the kind words has made it a lot easier. We're getting close to that draft show, everybody. Things are rolling right along. And Ted, say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da